we're back. Hi, hello. Uh, this is Children of Grace, the podcast. Today's topic is what is normal anyway? Good question, really. Good question. I don't think anybody knows for sure. Uh, but we're going to sort out what isn't normal today. And when we realized things weren't quite normal in our lives, because that's a thing. Yeah. So just a disclaimer, today's episode um, will contain the topics of physical and emotional abuse, mental health, mental illness, and possibly other trauma-related topics. So please take care when you're listening. Um, and if you are needing help, additional help, please go seek support um, because we want you to be well. And if you hear uh, weird sounds, that's probably the dog. He's having a great time. He's our guest appearance today. Yes, he's a very special guest. Um, so we're going to actually start with a little bit of my story. The first time that I ever heard the words, that's not normal. I remember where I was. I was in my boyfriend's old 1980 Ford pickup truck. And I was 17. And I know exactly where we were, but I won't be sharing that information today. <laughs> we were driving from a lunch date is where we were. Um, and my dad and I had been in an altercation a day or two before. And I don't even remember what it was that set him off. Um, to be honest with you, we never knew what was going to set him off. It could be anything that would set him off. So sometimes it's really hard for us to remember specific instances of why he was angry because he was angry a lot. Um, but something had set him off and he was more than angry that day. Um, he had me by my upper arms and I was pinned, pinned against the refrigerator and he was screaming and I legitimately mean screaming in my face. And it's very weird. I remember being in that moment and not being as afraid as I guess I should have been. I just remember looking at him and looking at his face all contorted and thinking that's not my dad. Like, that's not a real person, I guess. It just wasn't, it didn't look like him. And so he had me and I don't even remember how it ended, but that is what happened. He had pinned me and he was screaming at me and I didn't even realize that he had left marks around my upper arms. He had me so tight. Um, but it was summer and my shirt, you know, short sleeve shirt, something moved and my boyfriend at the time saw the mark on my arm and said, what is that? And I just kind of was like, well, what is what? And he said, what is that mark on your arm? And I looked down and realized I had a ring, like a bruised ring around my arm. And he said, let me see the other arm. And sure enough, I had mark on my other arm and he was what, where did that come from? How did you get that? And so I told him like what happened, like it was a normal thing. Like it didn't even occur to me that this was abnormal because I'm 17. This has been my life. This has been my life. My father getting angry, screaming, yelling, and being out of control so often that it, it just, it didn't seem weird to me anymore. And this was really normal in the church as well. We had pastors that were telling us that this was a great way to practice forgiveness like it was covered up all the time this was our story but it was also the stories of quite a few other people in the church um so that was the first time i just kind of told it like it was a normal thing and he i distinctly remember him looking at me and saying this is not normal and i went it's not <laughs> 
Like, you know, it, looking back to me now, all these many years later, I can't believe that I ever thought that was normal. And, and let me just say right here, right now, physical and emotional abuse is not normal. Never. It's not normal. It's not okay. And if you are in that situation, we very, very strongly encourage you and implore you to find somebody you trust, find a therapist, a counselor, whoever you need to, to reach out to because this is not okay. No. We don't want you to stay in that situation. And in the podcast notes, we'll include like a domestic abuse hotline and such and such so you can have that resource if you need it. Yeah. Um, we don't want you to live in it as long as we did. Um, no. Oh, hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. He get, he He's very cuddly when he thinks we're sad. Yes. So anyway, that was my first time of anybody looking at me saying this is not normal. And like I said, I'm 17. People knew. Like, not everybody knew. But there were people who knew. Mm, for a long time. That this was our life. Um, certainly there were leaders within the church that knew that this was an issue. You know, can I honestly say they knew he was physically assaulting me? I really can't answer that because I don't know for me personally what that looks like. Can I say that they knew that my father was out of control? Absolutely. They knew. Yeah. Especially Um, our neighbors. Our parents were shuffled from pastor to pastor to pastor for counseling and you know for me personally do i think that pastors are a great resource yes for sure. i do but not necessarily for topics that are as deep or as far-reaching or traumatic as what we were living through um for something like that you really really need a licensed professional mm-hmm. who is well-versed in these situations. And we can't diagnose our father. We never would try, but there was obviously something not quite right there. And it's beyond the capacity of a spiritual advisor. Like he needed mental health help. Yeah, actually there's, I really think looking back that, you know, certainly it was not good for us, but also they really did him a disservice and yes. not encouraging him to actually get the help that he obviously really needed that I think was very much beyond the scope of a lay pastor. Well, I think too, part of why that never happened was our father was a genius, genius pianist. He could hear a song one time, play it back for you better than he heard it the first time. And we're talking songs he'd never heard before. before, Ever in his life. Um, So obviously he was a great resource for the church and they didn't want to lose that. They didn't want that threatened in any way. So, you know, got to keep them around no matter what. And that'll be a future topic. Yeah, we'll dig into that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of the first time I remember hearing somebody say, this isn't normal. I do remember, though, when I was young, feeling like my life wasn't normal. I want to say I was about second grade. And this is going to be so funny. It was back when E.T. came out, the movie E.T. We were so sheltered. Like, we had no concept of of most movies or, or, you know, most popular culture culture, things. None of that. Um, So the movie E.T. had come out. I had no idea. I didn't know this thing existed. And we were in class one day, and it was show and tell day. And somebody in my class brought an E.T. doll. (laughs) And she said the doll's name was E.T. Well... Her initials were also E.T. Oh, my God. I legitimately thought she named the doll after herself. (laughs) 
for real. And I said it like, oh, it's named after you. And I, I, it's such a weird memory, but I remember kids in my class looking at me like, what? <laughs> I had 15 heads or something. Like they didn't. <laughs> and I remember sitting there thinking, what am I missing? That was Harry Potter for me. What am I missing here? Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird to like, it's hard to explain when you grow up in this kind of environment and not that there's not necessarily anything wrong with being sheltered to a point, but we grew up so sheltered that we didn't understand life, life around us, <laughs> how to live like a normal person. And so our reality of what was normal was so incredibly different skewed than everybody else's like we we lived at the church we lived in the building yeah we lived there that's a whole thing um for a while some of us actually went to the school that was attached there Mm -hmm. so like there was a period of my life where from like third to ninth grade nearly all of my life to that point for a good chunk of it was lived right on that property like outside of going to the grocery store or running errands or going to visit family like that was kind of it mm-hmm. and so i really didn't understand that i was missing anything most of the time yeah and to be honest it wasn't all bad like we lived on a great property <laughs> no and i think a misconception about cults is that they're just like horrible organizations where everyone is is brainwashed and suffering and that's not necessarily true no we had built-in friends and playmates like that was fantastic so much launch of run on oh my word oh, we, we had, had our own sledding hill yep we had like myriad places to ride our bikes or roller skate and there were a lot of ministries going on like bus ministries and stuff where we had just things to do all the time there were people around and you know, like church functions and church dinners and rap sessions. And we'll get into all that at some point. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that was our reality, but that doesn't mean everything was bad. Like, I think that's another misconception people have Yeah, is that it was all bad and these poor kids and all this stuff. The reality is we didn't know any better. Well, for the most part, we didn't know any better. I'm a little bit different on this one. Yeah. Um, so for me, when you asked me the question, uh, when did I realize things weren't normal? Uh, it's complicated to answer. And I think three specific instances came to mind. But all in all, I was lucky enough to go to public school uh, starting in kindergarten. I know that you went to Christian school for a long time, and I eventually was pulled into Christian school and said because I was becoming two of the world. Uh, but, but it was always kind of a weird, like, I knew in the back of my head things weren't weren't the way they were supposed to be, but I didn't have the conception that it was, like, blatantly wrong. Like, this is really not okay. I just knew things were weird. Um, but the three things that come to mind when I think about this is not normal uh, is... I'm trying to put them in order in my head. The first thing I could think of now, at the time I didn't realize what was happening, but we were in a youth event. It was in a big gym. Uh, we were playing like dodgeball or something and I had just thrown a ball. And all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't in my body anymore. And I felt like I was this like a really tiny little speck inside my body, sort of, but like not really. And that my body wasn't mine and that everything just felt really disconnected from me as an individual. And now I know that that was me like totally checking out like disassociating goodbye um 
and I remember trying like trying to not feel that anymore to like get back into my body because I was playing a game and I must have been like eight or nine uh and I knew that was kind of weird but like I didn't I don't know it just was like oh that's a that's a strange thing let's keep playing uh, so that's one. And then I remember distinctly walking through the hallways after my dad had had one of his absolute raging fits and seeing a downstairs neighbor and immediately trying to hide my face because I'd been crying and I knew it was red and I was kind of still crying. And as I was shuffled by him, I kind of like peeked up out of the corner of my eye and he saw me and I saw him see me and he looked so sad. He was the younger guy. He was probably in his low 20s. And he just didn't know what to do. And I kind of was like, oh, this is, this is serious. Why am I trying to hide that I'm crying? I'm just crying. Um, I know why you were trying to hide. You were crying. Because we were supposed to. <laughs> Nobody was supposed to know that was happening. Um, so I, you know, kept hiding my face and, like, didn't look at him anymore. and just kept going. So that's two. And then the third one is when I was in high school. I was in my geometry class. And we were set at tables of four people. And I was talking to my, my desk mates. Um, and they were all from a grade above me. Because I was, I think I was in like an advanced math class. And they were, <laughs> they were asking me about my life. I think we were all trying to get to know each other. And I just was like, oh, I grew up in a cult. Because I had kind of already like sorted some things out. And they all started calling me a Satan worshiper as a joke. And I was like, wow, this is really, this is really unhinged. Like, this is... <laughs> This is absolutely not a normal origin story. Uh, good Lord, this is embarrassing now. They were fine. They weren't trying to be mean. I think they were trying to make it less awkward for me. But those are my moments where it felt very not normal. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain. Like, like I was alluding to, it feels normal when you're in it. Yeah. Until it doesn't. Yeah. And there's that point for, I think, anybody... And some people, unfortunately, I think, you know, we've certainly done our homework in mm. terms of different organizations and different belief systems that have had some similarities to what we grew up in. And, you know, like, the, I think the saddest stories I hear are the ones that people that never figure that out. Yes. That they don't ever have their reckoning with normal, because even though it's hard and it's really, especially when you've spent your whole life thinking a certain way and thinking that a certain thing is normal and then you realize that your concept and everybody else's are so vastly different so different like not the differences don't you know shouldn't exist they should it'd be a boring world if they didn't There's but different bad different but there is good different and bad different and it can becomes very hard to relate to other people outside of your bubble mm -hmm. when that's all you've ever known and i do want to say too uh Sometimes when you have been born into that and raised in that, and those are the only people you know, let's say you're married and now you have kids with someone that's also part of this, it can be so difficult, nearly impossible to get out of that physically, but also mentally, because you're so in it and to embrace that it's not okay is really painful yeah, and really hard. So if you're in that right now and you're like oh this kind of rings home but i don't like that that's cool man you know you'll get there in time and if you don't just make sure you're taking care of you and keeping you safe yeah so that's kind of where we're coming from <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up in a in a universe that was very different 
from most everybody else. Um, yeah. And like we said, not all bad. Uh, no, no, but the things that were bad were uh, pretty bad. Yeah. And what makes them worse is that the people that were uh, responsible for their flock knew and did nothing. And to this day, continue to deny that anything happened. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, and that's a very hard reality to deal with as well. Yes. Um, and certainly something we'll be addressing in future episodes is what to do if you see something or you know something isn't right um, and how certain lines of thinking can keep you from doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that was our normal. So normal. But really, Karen, yeah. what is normal anyway? I don't know, man. You tell me. If you know, feel free to let us know. And thanks for listening. <laughs> Hey there, listeners. Thank you for hanging with us. If you like what you've heard or you want to share with others or you want others to be able to find us, we'd be so grateful if you would give us a like, a subscribe, a review, a share, whatever floats your boat. Um, and if you have any feedback you'd like to give us, please send it to Children of Grace Podcast at gmail.com. Goodbye. Uh...